low. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat. The Lolo Down episode seven. We're on odd numbers now. Soon to hit ten. All right, I am always as your host, Jacob Cooperman, joined with Jerry Sullivan, my co-host. Uh, guys, we have an interesting, interesting episode. I always say that, but this one's really actually interesting in the fact that we have, I think, around seven topics to talk about. MLB. A lot going on. A lot going on. MLB's uh, season is now coming back. We have Liverpool winning the league. Uh, a, a little special video from from Jerry to me in the group chat. Uh, NBA also returning. There's some concerns with coronavirus coming back. Um, the schedule got released. Uh, then we have a lot of cancellations this episode. We have Joe Rogan. We have Chris D'Elia, We have Howard Stern. And then we have Jimmy Kimmel as well. Um, so I guess we could start off with MLB as we always do. I think that's we're like back. the running we're back. show. Jerry's excited. So we're going to get into his, uh, his you know, his spiel first um but i, I mean yeah like you, you know take us away jerry go ahead i'll be back 60 games home stadiums july 23rd 24th is when all the teams will be opening they say opening day will feature the defending champs nationals hosting the new york yankees so little garrett cole the yankee the yankees new ace top free agent off the market will face uh the world's will face cy young winner uh max scherzer um, should be a fun game, but uh, other than that, 60 games, 40 within your division, and then 20 with your geological, geographical, excuse me, counterpart. So um, AL East faces NL East, Central versus Central, West versus West, that type of thing. Keep it within your region. So, um, yeah. Very smart that they're only having teams to go to, to one city or to each city once out of, yes. out of your hometown. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it should be, uh, it should be fun. Um, 60 games is short, but it's better than nothing. Um, I'll probably, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for it. So I'll, at some point I'll probably have to give my award predictions on this show, but yeah. the season doesn't start for another month. So it seems we'll appropriate to, it. to do it now. We got time. Um, well, I, here's the thing, right? Cause I think this, the tune that I've been singing is that MLB, we've always kind of focused on the fact that MLB is going to be scrambling, uh, of course, with the 60 game season and then with NBA, NHL, NFL coming along. But I've kind of, I want to uh, switch the tempo over to a different um, type of, of, of viewpoint here. So essentially I think this MLB season could be one uh, that could get a lot of people on board. Maybe fans that don't usually watch, um, maybe more casual guys become more diehard fans after the season. Cause I was looking over the show notes uh, pre-show cause I, you know, I wanted to do my research with the, um, the format of the new season. And I, I see that, you know, each extra inning starts with a, uh, a runner on second, you know, there's a shortened season. We talk about teams maybe going on a two or three week kind of, uh, you know, win streak and, and that being a driving force for them getting into the playoffs. The way this season is set up, Jerry, I think we're going to see some neck and neck baseball. I think it's going to be one of the more uh, eventful MLB seasons. Obviously you, you view it with an asterisk, but this could be, I mean, with the shortened period, right? The extra innings, uh, the scoring opportunities, you know, if guys decide to take D ball, like we talked about last episode, no, I'm, uh, but you know, it, if it guys, just, if guys decide to not play, if yeah, I, I'm just saying, like it could be, say everything goes according to plan, right? 
it seems to me like the formatting is set up to where we could see a very eventful and interesting MLB season because you might, like you said, get some teams that wouldn't necessarily be in the playoffs and maybe they get smacked around. Maybe they don't, but with this new opportunity to um, have a more, I, I think in the way it's set up and feel free to disagree with me here, uh, an opportunity to have more scoring uh, with the, obviously with the extra innings and then, you know, uh, just a bunch of other stuff. I think I think this season could be have the potential to be very, very, very interesting, especially for me as a Mets fan. My biggest concern would be imbalance. And the reason with that would be, like, you look to the Eastern divisions, the two Eastern divisions, right, and it's headlined by, like, the Nationals, who just won the World Series, the Yankees, the Rays made the playoffs last year, the Braves made the playoffs last year, the Phillies and Mets are both potential playoff teams, the, Ra- the, the Red Sox could potentially be a playoff team, right? Within those two divisions, you have six playoff teams. But then you look out west, and you have the Astros and the Dodgers, and that's kind of it, right? So, like, you have teams like the eastern teams that I just listed that are facing good teams day in and day out, right, with the exception of, like, the Blue Jays and the Marlins and the Nationals. I mean, not the Nationals, the Orioles. But then you look out west, and the Astros and the Dodgers are playing those types of teams, like, every day. So the one thing I'd be concerned about is that like the Nationals and the or not the the Astros and the Dodgers like run up the score on everybody in the regular season to get that home field advantage in the playoffs. I mean, there's nothing the MLB can do about it. They did the best they could, but like that would definitely be a concern for me because like you see a team like like the the Phillies and the Mets who might be like the third team in their division under a normal schedule they might get in, but now since they're playing majority teams that at the moment people view as better than them that could create some imbalance that could create, you know, a season that you weren't really looking to have. And again, there's nothing you could do about it. The OMB is doing the right thing by keeping it within your region, but it's definitely a concern. Um, especially since the league is looking more competitive this year than uh, in past years, like those East and central divisions, I could see being very competitive, but out West, those divisions aren't competitive. They haven't been competitive in the last three or four years. So, I mean, it's, it's a concern, but again, nothing you can do about it. Do you think we have the possibility in those central and east divisions to see more um, competitive and, and, and neck and neck baseball for, for lack of a better term? I think in the American league East, I think it's pretty cut and clear. The Yankees are going to win that division. It's not going to be close. Um, the wild card race. Uh, I could see the Rays locking it down. Uh, I could see the Red Sox sneaking in somehow. Um, NL East, it's going to be very competitive. I think those four teams are, like, I think the Braves are definitely the best one. I would say the Braves are definitely the favorite to win the division again, but um, especially with the Nationals losing one of their better players in Anthony Rendon. But, I mean, they're still the defending champs. They have great pitching. They have an okay lineup. They could, you know, get a wild card spot. The Mets could get a wild card spot. The Phillies could get hot and get a wild card spot. So, it's I think it's a short time sp- period where they can get hot. That's the thing. Yeah. If you lose seven games in a row, you're done. But if you go on a 10, 15 game winning streak, that's basically your season right there. Like you, you've essentially in the central, uh, the AL central, I could see either being a blowout with the twins getting into it or it being very close. Cause there's a lot of teams in the AL central division, like the twins and the white Sox that are kind of hit or miss. They could get hot. They could not be. And same with the NL central. Like I think, the, you know, it's going to be competitive between the Cardinals, the Brewers, the Cubs, the Reds could sneak in there. So I think the Pirates are the only non-competitive team in that division. But then out West, it's really the Astros and the Nationals and and the Dodgers. I keep throwing the Nationals in there, but the Dodgers. And um, maybe like a team like the Athletics and the AL West sneaks into a wild card. But other than that, there's really – and maybe the Angels too. 
But other than that, I'm not really looking. The Athletics would be a team I'd look at to make a playoff run. But other than that, those three teams, Astros, Athletics, and Dodgers, those are the only three playoff teams that I could see potentially make it the playoffs. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there wasn't much to kind of – oh, there was some stuff to talk about, some considerations. But I wanted to include this because I know you're a big MLB fan and, and it's finally coming back. Um, obviously, we got your predictions. You're the baseball guy of this podcast, without a doubt. Uh, I guess, did you want to move on to the NBA real quick? I mean, the NBA is also returning. Players are returning on July 7th. Play is returning on July 30th. Players' families cannot stay with them until the second round of the playoffs. Players, as of about 30 minutes before recording this, are now allowed, per Adam Silver, to put their social justice statements on the back of their jerseys. Um, So that's good. I mean, we were talking about that last episode, using the platform, you know, for the greater good while also playing um, to answer your question from last episode, also, Jerry, Giannis will not be sneaking out and grabbing a slice of pizza because the premises premises, premises will be guarded by law enforcement. So getting into the playing or the seeding, each team will play over a 16 game or a 16 day stretch. Uh, they'll all be playing double headers. I'm pretty sure uh, playoffs will begin. I have it on the notes here, uh, August 17th. And then the finals are slated to begin September 30th. I think same thing with my prediction on baseball. We're going to see some pretty competitive basketball. Um, All the athletes are pretty well rested. There's no real home court advantage. Um, You know, we, we got a lot of guys. The standings are really, really close. We got a lot of talented teams this year. I mean, it's sad. I think a lot of people are going to view this year with an asterisk, obviously because of the shortened season and, and, and uh, the after. I will if LeBron wins. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it'd be cool if, if LeBron won, uh, you know, just because he we did it for, for Kobe. But, I mean, I think realistically, right, like I think a lot of people would view this year with an asterisk uh, due to the lack of home court advantage, the shortened season, playing at the worldwide sports complex, or a wide world of sports complex. Um, it's a shame because I think this year was shaping up to be, and, and, you know, even before the season ended uh, was kind of fulfilling that role of, of being the, one of the best NBA seasons we'd seen in a while, a season that, you know, kind of eerily mirrored that two, 2008 season, right. Where you had like the, the Showtime Lakers and the Celtics battling out. Like we watched a lot of Celtics games. Those were some of the best games to watch. So I am excited for NBA basketball to come back. I think it's going to be neck and neck. Considering the standings are so close, I think it's going to be competitive. I think we have a lot of well-rested athletes. We have, like I said, no real home court advantage. So it's going to be a lot of, of, of in my opinion, close, neck-and-neck, competitive, and, and, and driven basketball. Um, you know, obviously, I think there have been some players that have tested positive for corona. But like you said, we're still like a month out. So uh, I'm, I'm very curious to see how that plays off or plays out. But, but for now, I think we're in the clear with uh, the season uh, resuming at, at, at Orlando. Yeah, one thing I will well, – one thing that piqued my interest was – I forget, it was uh, Dinwiddie, I think, the other day, like, called the league out saying that, like, you only went to 22 teams so that you could get Zion in. And then yeah. immediately the league releases the schedule. And who, despite being the worst team to get Pretty into nice. the field, has the worst schedule, the easiest schedule? Is it the Pelicans? I know the New Orleans Pelicans, and which it seems impossible since they can't play the worst team because they are the worst team, but they have the worst schedule. Um, 
but uh no i mean it it like i i'm excited for it. i'm not really too concerned about players testing positive because i'm sure they have protocols for that yeah and uh and a few of them have already dropped out i mean like a couple of them were like on like the spurs or the wizards or whatever but avery bradley from the lakers dropping out definitely interested me Could but he had a good reason to drop out smith if jr comes i mean the henny god we need jr i think Dude, I think I've seen J.R. Smith working out in the gym, and, and he looks – I'm just saying, man. I Forget. think that, that meme of him, like, running the ball out, I think that's given him a lot of fuel. I think we're going to see a, 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 a full steam J.R. coming back. I mean, ever since he beat that guy's ass outside for, for breaking the window of his <laughs> car, I think we see a different animal. I don't think we see the same J.R. Forget Anthony Fauci. What we need to get through coronavirus is J.R. Smith. Make J.R. Smith the head of the coronavirus task force and – Put him in Orlando, and we'll be all right. The the head of the coronavirus task force at the facility. He's one of the yeah. uh, <laughs> you dude. If Giannis like steps out to grab a pizza, you get the uh, you get the J.R. Smith treatment. He <laughs> just lays you out. Now, um, yeah. Also, that's there's that too. I mean, the uh, we we wanted to know uh, last episode who was really stopping the players from going out. Apparently, armed security. Stop police, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I said, I think I think we're both in agreement here. This is going to be a very interesting. Uh, conclusion of the season the seeding games and then the the playoffs should be pretty interesting too i know they talked about pumping in 2k crowd noises which is hilarious one thing that i that got me angry too was it was like why are we like putting these guys back in there during a worldwide pandemic when florida is spiking blah 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 this and that and the other thing how like the nba is like like being it's like, if they don't want to go, they don't have to go. Like, the players have the opportunity to yeah. opt out if they would like to. Like, the people that are going are choosing to go. Yeah, I'd be like, willing to bet could, that they're could, chopping at the bit. Yeah, you could opt out. Like, if you're like Avery Bradley or Bertans and, or whoever, you can opt out if you want to. Yeah. So, like, enough with this whole, like, we're jeopardizing player health, blah, blah, blah. Like, if the players that are going to be there want to be there. Like, if every player opted out, then we'd have – or if, if a good amount of players opted out, there'd be no playoffs. So, enough with this whole, like – like, yeah. I don't know, like, Sounds like there's a bunch been of kind of people out there. Me. Well, not, I mean, like, I don't want to, like, group people, but it's like. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's like the people that want to be there are going to be there. And the people yeah. that don't, like, if you opted out, I'm not going to blame you. If you opted in, I'm not going to blame you. But, like, the people that want to be there will be there. If enough players opted out, they wouldn't be there. If enough players didn't right. want to be there, they wouldn't be there. Right. It's, also, a league, what, it's a league that gives more power to the players than any other league in sports. So yeah, I mean, if the yeah. players didn't want to be there, they wouldn't be there. They wouldn't be there. Plus, I, I know what Pat Bev said. If King James is playing, we're all playing. And, you know, I, I know we had uh, said previously with the whole Kyrie debacle and then Austin Rivers responding on Instagram, uh, it seems like the NBA is allowing the players to put, instead of their names on the back of their jerseys, the name plates could be like, social justice statements so you know they're going to be using their platform for for the better good anyways i mean why not uh or for the betterment of society why not just let them go you know what i mean like i don't understand that that could be a a vehicle for change in itself um same with like bubba wallace and nascar which we'll get into later but you know this could be a very good opportunity and and you know obviously like you said some guys are going to opt out some guys obviously chomping at the bit to play basketball um I don't think anyone really of like of note besides Avery Bradley or anyone that's in like the 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 real running for it seems like the finals or the playoffs are are really kind of pulling out at this time. I guess we'll see. We still have a month, but for the most part, it looks like like I said, it's going to be competitive. It's going to be fun. It's going to be 
uh, a great tool for uh, change. And I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to see NBA basketball again. I've been watching like premier league soccer to keep myself tied it over, which we'll get into in a sec, uh, which we will get into in a second because you know, your team won the, uh, let's just do it now. Let's just get right in. I'm, I guess we can get into it now. I mean, uh, so Jerry on air, I wanted to uh, congratulate you. Congratulate Liverpool. They played a great brand of football. They played, dominantly uh they set records it kind of reminds me of the bucks in the nba clinching a playoff spot well liverpool quite literally clinched the pl title the fastest in history so i wanted to congratulate you even though you sent me a choice video in the group chat play that now thanks for the title coop i'm back on top pal they said i lost my edge oh brady's gone mookie's traded uh, yeah, well, guess what? This one's legit. I'm back on top again. First time in 30 years. Huge fan. Biggest fan out there. In your face, Coop. I hope you enjoyed your reign at the top, you cheating scumbags. Fire Pep. Is Pep on the hot seat? Some are saying. I didn't start that rumor. Fuck Man City. But yeah, from a Man City fan to a Liverpool fan, I wanted to sincerely... Um, congratulate you and your team. Uh, a 30 year title drought is, uh, is nothing to, to shake a, you know, to, to wag your finger at. So congrats, buddy. I know you're happy, even it's though been, you, it's been a long like time flop over there, your pig rolling and slop. You're loving it. Um, it's been, it's been a long time coming for me. I've officially been a, a fan of this team since, since like September of 2019. So it's really been a long cursed run um congrats to me I'm not looking for praise because I've already given it to myself um you know a lot of people you know it's been it's been a drought for me too because a team that I've been rooting for hasn't won a championship since the Patriots won in February of 2019 so it's really been a drought for me I appreciate those that were praying for me and sending me their well thoughts but you know we're through it now our national nightmare has ended I am back on top um do you want to say to those people that said you lost your edge Keep hating, keep hating. Keep hating. I power right through. I power right through. You can't stop me. You can't stop me. And when the Bruins win the Stanley Cup next month, it'll be proven even further that my dominance will be here to stay. So be ready for it. Fair enough. Well, from a Man City fan to you, congrats, Cherry. You know, I'm going to take the high road here. Okay? Uh, anyways, moving on. Tick took a lot to beat some cheaters. So anyway, moving on. I, I'm trying to be nice. All right? Can you not? Can you... Oh my God! I I'm. You think I'm proud of the fact that we have blood money? It's all right. Just exact your revenge in the Champions League next year. I mean, that's uh, this year. This year. Uh, all right. We have a lot of cancellations up next. Do you want to get into those? I feel like we should. What are we gonna do Bubba Wallace first? Do you want to talk about Bubba Wallace first? Well, yeah. I mean, I'll just get my take out of the way. I mean, everybody's heard the okay. story, but I'll just get my take out of the way. Uh, it it stinks. Um, unfortunately that, um, but it was a misunderstanding, uh, like, uh, like people were getting mad at him. Like he's not the one that reported it. Like a person of his crew reported like his, his car crew, like reported it to NASCAR who reported it to FBI. So like it ended up being a mis- misunderstanding. Thank God. So, but like, there's no reason to be mad at anybody here. Like, especially right now with how high ten. I mean, there's nooses everywhere. So like, it's not out of the realm of the possibility that it could have been one. Luckily, again, it had been there since like last October. So like, luckily there was nothing to be seen, but you know, don't, 
there's nothing to be mad about. Like, it's not like a, a Jussie Smollett thing where he faked it. Like, like yeah. it turns out, but like, and, and thankfully it did. But like, you know, there's nothing to be angry about. And, you know, I, think, you don't think I have no problem with it. I'm not going to lose sleep at night over it. And I don't think he will either. You don't think the noose was legit? They said it wasn't. They said it had been around since October. Yeah, well, they did that, and then the FBI closed the investigation after that. NASCAR then um, launched another investigation. They found that that was the only drive or the garage in all of the raceways to have a noose like that, apparently. And then they released – did you see the picture of the noose? Yeah. That, I mean, listen, from a picture perspective, that looks like a noose that someone would use to hang themselves or someone would get hung by. That's all I'm, I'm not. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like whether whether it was real or not, like it looked like it. So they did what was right. They, there's nobody yeah. to be like if it if it's not a misunderstanding, then like you know you go obviously another way with it. But if it if it was a misunderstanding, there's nobody to be mad at. Like right. you, you did what you were supposed to do and you moved on. Like he he he's not looking for like clout or attention. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he like he, if you asked him, he'd obviously say he'd rather this not have happened. Yeah. Well, I think also too, I mean, looking at the silver lining from all this, his, you know, car got pushed at the beginning of the race to the top of the line. That was a beautiful show of respect during the race. Actually, he ran out of fuel uh, towards the end and a, a fellow racer helped push his car into the pit stop. Um, so it's all beautiful shows of respect like that. And, and it seems like now Bubba Wallace is kind of putting NASCAR on the map a little bit. Like he's been, I, I think you can agree with me here, Jerry, the face of NASCAR for, for a little bit now, like he's kind of becoming you mean for a little bit, like, couple of weeks yeah that's what i'm saying i mean i'm not it hasn't been like i'm just saying he's kind of he's you know a lot of people like i saw i was reading tweets they're saying like oh i have no idea what's going on in nascar but like i know bubba wallace and now it's my like favorite sport like i'm, I'm not uh quoting verbatim what someone said but it was something along those lines so he's putting nascar on the map for a lot of people i think it's great for nascar's uh rebrand because obviously what you know jerry there's always been this like sort of stigma around nascar a little bit where it's like oh it's a southern hick sport like da, 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 da. i think this is doing a great job of turning that around well i don't know if this is exactly a good thing for nascar that they're only getting put on the map because somebody thought they found a noose in their garage like i'm saying no i'm not saying thing. In the like, garage. i'm saying like, bubble wallace is a racer he's become a personality in nascar i couldn't tell you outside of dale earnhardt jr and bubble wallace i don't know any other nascar racers but i know bubble wallace and now i'm kind of more predisposed to tune into nascar because of that that's all i'm saying i guess yeah i mean i don't know i think in the end i feel like nascar would just rather this than not happen oh 100 percent. i'm just trying to present what i'm saying is presenting the silver linings to something like this i'm always trying to, I, I try to play like devil's advocate and and see the positive and the positive is that could this be if if like you said jerry say this was just a misunderstanding right Think about if this is a misunderstanding and then they only get positive press going forward because they're putting all their money and backing Bubba Wallace. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's a bad thing, though, that, like, it seemed very believable at first that there was one. Like, like That's, what, that's where the culture of NASCAR comes in. That's why I feel like people were more predisposed to believe that. Because, unfortunately, in a sport uh, rooted in, I think it's more Southern culture. Well, I mean, they were flying Confederate flags at races, like, as of, like, two months ago. Like, I don't think... Like I think I think they have a long way to go before people are gonna like. Right, give them I'm, I'm not positive. saying they don't. I'm just saying there's there has always been that culture or that stigma from people looking from the outside in around NASCAR, where it's always like, oh, it's only 
you know, like Southern Outback dudes that just, you know, go to races, get drunk and da 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 But like for, in reality, like the way Bubba Wallace got into NASCAR was that he went into a diversity racing program. So I'm saying there's more to NASCAR that meets the eye. And I think we're seeing Bubba Wallace kind of untap that a little bit. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, think, I, I just, I just still think they have a long way to go. I'm not, no, I'm not saying they don't. I'm Jerry, believe me. They do have a long way to go. I'm just saying it's a step in the right direction. You know what I mean? It's, it's good. You know, having Bubba Wallace there and having him be like the face of equality in NASCAR is a good look. It's definitely a good look. And, you know, I've, I've seen Bubba Wallace interviews. He seems like a good guy. Like you said, he, he's not doing it for clout. You know, he seems like a, a guy that you could get behind. That's all I'm saying. It's just I'm trying to find the positives in that situation. So yeah. um, I guess we can move on now to the cancellations. Uh, four, four different cancellations. Well, actually, three different cancellations. And I wanted to give you an update. Oh no, we never talked about that in the last show. Yeah, so I guess Chris. Yeah, you want to? You know, you yeah, you, you talk about Crystalia? Because some yeah, of the stuff mean, that like, came out turned it. out to be not true. But um, I guess yeah, we we could talk about Howard Stern, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, and then we'll we'll save Joe Rogan for last. Uh, so Howard Stern, I guess we could group Jimmy and and Howard into. Yeah, the I mean they're the same thing. They're not the only two either. Like there's a whole group of them. Right. Um, both men kind of went on. It seems actually radio and. Both men, I think, performed in blackface, said the N-word on air. I know Jimmy Kimmel kind of caught some fire because he was impersonating, like, Snoop Dogg and other, you know, black people. So, I, One thing to know, too, this didn't happen, like, this week. Like, this is, like, yeah, no, this is stuff because, they pulled yeah. from years ago. Like, well, but, Yeah, that's, that's part of my whole thing. I want to get into this real quick. Obviously, both men were operating in a time where a lot more stuff was let slide. I think we could both agree on that, Jerry. Well, well, it depends when it happened. Like, I don't know. I Howard mean, Stearns was in, way in, back. In no way was it. But yeah, but like Jimmy Kimmel is not old enough for it to have been more than 10 he years ago. He did that ago. in 1996. Yeah, but that's still not acceptable then. You don't think so? I think I think it was. Like it, going around in blackface and dropping the N-word? No. I'm, I'm saying nowadays, it might not have been acceptable then, but I'm saying it's a, a much different climate in 2020. That's why sure, we're seeing sure. stuff get drugged up. And, and I'm sure if either of them had to do it over again, they wouldn't have. But, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know when Stern did it, but, like, with Kimmel, 1996, like, by then, like, you got to know, like, that's not good. That's not cool. Well, that's I mean, that's never, never, never was it cool. But, like, you know, it, it's not like it could be, like, I, I don't know. Like, never was it cool. But, like, especially recent enough, like, it, you got to know. Like, that's what I'm saying, that the political climate was always changing. Right. So now a lot more people are predisposed to call something like that out, whereas it probably wasn't acceptable in 1996. But had it kind of uh, taken place now, I think obviously like a lot more people are, are, are talking about it now. I don't know if in 1996 someone or more people would have said something obviously also due to the fact that in 1996, like, you know, you didn't have Twitter, you didn't have Instagram, all that different stuff. You know what I mean? Like, also, the internet has come around, and with the internet, a lot of cancel culture has, has, has come about. My whole thing is the way these guys have handled it um, has, it has been like, kind of like the, the, the deciding factor for me. Like Jimmy Kimmel, he issued an apology. He said, you know, like what you said, it was dumb of me. It was stupid. Um, I think after that, he kind of went on a vacation, which was, which was kind of odd. I think he's – maybe he genuinely needed a vacation, but if I'm Jimmy Kimmel – it would make sense if I did something stupid and people were calling me out for it. It's not necessarily the, the best thing to do, but 
Like, if you're Jimmy Kimmel and you're his, I guess, his, like, representative team, you could be like, hey, listen, you drop an apology, you go on a hiatus for a little bit, and then that's that. Like, you come back, maybe it'll die down, da-da-da-da. Jimmy Kimmel at first kind of hard denied it, and then he went back on it, and he said he did, and and so what? You know, my whole thing is that, like, I, I'd i be willing to bet that Jimmy Kimmel and Howard Stern um, both have a lot of money, which is something we'll get into later. Because it's like, does – it's an interesting conversation to have because it's like, does cancel culture affect you if you have enough money? And we were talking about this the other day, but I guess I, I, before I get into all that, I want to get your take on it. Yeah. Well, I mean like they shouldn't have done it, but like, I, I mean, I don't really watch or listen to either of them either way, but like, I don't know if, I don't know if like, like if you've been watching them for like the last 20 years, like for Stern has been on forever yeah. or Kimmel, you know, he's kind of big now. Like, I don't like, you could try to cancel him, but I, like, I don't know if, it's really going to go that far. I think it's all going to blow over. I don't know. I mean, they shouldn't have done Jimmy's it. But... Huh? A lot of people are calling for Jimmy Kimmel's show to be um, canceled. I don't think his show should be canceled. Yeah, I don't know about that either. But, like, because, I mean, like, I mean, it was it was bad. But, like, you waited 24 years. Like, this stuff was out there. Like, whoever had that waited yeah. 24 years to release it. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to. I mean, I'm not in the position, so like, I don't know for sh- what they're gonna do. But I, yeah, I, I don't I, know I if I would cancel it. Like, if if he comes out and apologizes and is right. is really sincere about it, then you know, I mean, it was twenty something years ago. It was like just totally stupid and wrong. But yeah, I don't know if they're gonna cancel the show. It's definitely it's it's. I I agree with you. I think if it's been going on for that long, twenty six years, and it's just been sitting there. I mean, you have to think too you have to take into account personal growth. Like Jimmy Kimmel now definitely wouldn't say the same thing that he said back in 1996 when he was on Comedy Central and he was, you know, doing all that different stuff. Like you have to take into account that people can grow and change. Obviously that goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's an entirely different climate in itself. You know what I mean? So the stuff that was acceptable back then, or maybe was semi-acceptable and no one would really say anything, but people would be like, wow, in, you know, it's different now. It's just, it's different. So what I would want to see from Jimmy Kimmel, not necessarily for his show to get canceled. He apologized. His apology seems sincere. He didn't totally just roll over on his belly. Well, it took a couple of tries, but he finally got it. I'm, I, I'm just saying like, I'd rather see him apologize. And then, you know, like I'll bring it to back to sports, like Michael Vick, right? We saw him with the dog fighting rinks or whatever he had that I think it was dog fighting when he got released he's now donated a lot to charities for, you know, um, I think it was uh, shelter dogs. Like he's done a lot for dogs in his, in his time up until now. So maybe Jimmy Kimball could do something to that effect where he uh, donates to an appropriate organization. Like I I'd say in this circumstance, actions speak louder than words, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? And that might appease a lot more people because like you said, I don't think that Jimmy Kimmel's a bad guy. I think he just did something stupid when he was, uh, I don't know. He'd be, how old I just looked Jimmy it up. Kimmel? He would have been 29 then. 29. So. A little old. A little old. I mean, I don't know. I, he, he did something stupid in his past, but I think you should give everyone a second shot. You know, that's mm-hmm. just me. Um, when it comes to Howard Stern, listen, I mean, I know you don't really listen or watch the show, Jerry, but you know that like Howard Stern's entire shtick was that he was going for the shock value with every single show. Well, like, that was kind of a sellout. 
I mean, yeah, uh, now he does, now he's kind of, I, I think a lot of people think that he got with a lot of rich people and then he, um, you know, he became his own boss and he lost his edge and, and all that different stuff. But like, he, I mean, at one point he had like girls riding Sibians on a show. I mean, at, at some point, I'm sure there's so much other stuff that Howard Stern nowadays could get canceled for and maybe that'll get drudged up. But like, that comes with the territory of having a show like that. The only difference is that, does cancel culture affect a guy like Howard Stern? Because I'm sure he's sitting on God he's too knows big. How- He's too big. Yeah. Same thing with Joe Rogan. He's too right. big. That's what I was going to get into with Joe Rogan. It's like the Superman debate. If Superman comes down, he decides to be a good guy. But what if he says he wants to start lasering? Like, What could really anyone do to a guy like Howard Stern or Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan obviously uh, just signed that big $100 million deal with Spotify. It's like Joe Rogan. Really what? Going after Joe Rogan, I, I heard somebody say it the other day, I forget where, but somebody said like for cancel culture, like that was like the final boss of cancel culture and <laughs> and they fell short, but they, they tried no. their best and you know, they took the, they shot their shot and they failed, but you know, that's did that's he, where you're gonna know your limits. Did he did he issue a response to that or was he just like No, he doesn't care. Yeah. Or I mean, I don't know. I didn't listen to his podcast all week, but like I didn't see anything about that, but like he doesn't care. Like yeah. he has too much money, his fan base doesn't care, like for those who missed it, like he made fun of people wearing masks with Bill Burr, and then somebody and then also caught clip. A, a clip from like ten years ago about him laughing at sexual assault. Like well, that was like, that was Joey Diaz. That was an episode with Joey. Yeah, Diaz. Yeah, but Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan laughed at it and like joked along and like kind of doesn't. I mean, I don't know. Like that laughing like, is really subjective. I don't. I don't know if she could get canceled for that even. Like if you're gonna cancel anyone, cancel Joey Diaz. I mean, I don't know if anyone here that listens to our show listens to Joey Diaz. Half the shit that guy says is cancel worthy. He was talking to, uh, one time about how he did coke in a comedy club and then he screwed the owner's girlfriend. But, like, they, 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 they're comedians, number one, number two, and you're on for so long. Three hours, yeah. Yeah, and, and number, like, it's from 10 years ago. So, like, if you weren't mad about it 10 years ago, like, Why you, you can't bring it back now. And number two, with the whole mask thing, he was clearly joking. Like, he's, with, he's on with Bill Burr. Like, they're both comedians. Yeah. Like, they're both trying to be funny. Like, and Bill Burr even called him on it too. Bill Burr was like, "Oh, now you're going back on that." So you know, there's nothing. There's that you can't. His fan base doesn't care. He's too big. He's too rich. And even if Spotify dropped him, he'd just go back to YouTube and make millions of dollars, and it doesn't even matter. Rogan was rich before he got Spotify. He's he he's too rich. He's too big, and like he's he's his own boss. So That's who's going to cancel him? And the only person he works for is Dana White, who obviously doesn't care about what Joe Rogan does. So like, whatever. The UFC, the UFC has known wife abusers. So, I mean, and a guy that ran over. Yeah, exactly. Like, like Dana White, (laughs) Dana White, Dana White employs Greg Hardy. You think he cares that Joe Rogan is making fun of people wearing masks? No, he doesn't care. I I just, I think it's like you said, Jerry, you, you, you encapsulated it pretty well. Do they give a fuck? Probably not. They have too much money. They have a loyal fan base. Like even like Howard Stern, you think, I'd be willing to wager that his fans are probably um, uh, could, could give less of a like. I don't think he's losing any fans, especially now because he's kind of on the back end of his career. If you're and listening, I mean, if you're listening to Stern, you've 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 heard him say plenty of controversial right. stuff before. This is bad, but like I don't think I don't think no. this is going to be what derails you from listening to Howard Stern. I think if you were on the edge about listening to Howard Stern, I think you would have stopped listening a long time ago. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like yeah, that's uh, yeah. Uh, you said it perfectly, Jerry. If, if you were going to stop listening to the guy, like my mother listened to him and she stopped, you would have done it a long time. Right. Because he's he just said, not as good anymore. And, and like, you know, whatever. Same with, same with Joe Rogan, because 
Joey Diaz has been on his show a number of times. And if you want to cancel Joey Diaz, I mean, I can, I can bring up to memory at least five things that Joey D- Diaz has said on camera on the podcast, like from within four years ago that have been very cancel worthy. That man, I mean, he's hilarious. Don't get me wrong. But like for someone that's very sensitive, that man is just like, you could just start canceling him left and right. I mean, he talks about, and I'm not saying it's a good thing that he talks about this. And, and I don't know if he's joking or not, but like he talks about, Joey Diaz talks about sexual assault. He talks about doing drugs, robbing people. Um, he, I, there was an episode where he talked about beating up a gay dude. Like, yeah, like jumping down from a tree and jumping a gay dude. And the gay dude fought back and beat his ass. So the thing is, it, it's, it's interesting to see like the parameters in which cancel culture kind of, of operates. You know what I mean? Like where is the extent to where cancel culture can get to someone? Obviously with a guy like Jimmy Kimmel, he's con- contracted under, I forget what uh, network it is. ABC. ABC. So he has, there's a little bit more power with cancel culture over him, but for a guy like Joe Rogan, Howard Stern, like my mother, I was talking to her about it earlier. She brought up a great point as well. Howard Stern could literally just hop off. Like if he didn't want to, I guess, let's say he gets canceled somehow, some way in some weird alternate universe, he could literally just do what Mike Francesa does, except without the network behind him and just go into his, you know, he could like literally live stream from his house. Right. Right. He could just post all his stuff on YouTube or Twitch or wherever yeah. and, and, and do subscription based or whatever. And he'd make just as much money, probably more money. Like, yeah, he doesn't like, like when you're that big, like, you know, Jimmy Kimmel might need ABC, but when you're as big as your Joe Rogan or Howard Stern, yeah. you don't need Sirius or Spotify or any of these guys. You can do it on your own. So they don't care. Like they have a loyal fan base that's going to listen to them no matter what. And if you were on the fence about listening to them, then you would have stopped listening a long time ago. Like exactly. they don't care. Exactly. Well, with that, I'd say that's a, a good spot to end it off. Jerry, you got a tea time in a little bit. Uh, gonna gonna hit the ball around. I'm probably gonna go. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll edit this. But uh, until the next one, guys, we will see you. This has been obviously your host, Jacob Cooperman, my co-host Jerry Sullivan. We're always happy fourth. I don't think we're gonna record before the fourth so happy fourth the fourth oh yeah we probably saturday yep yeah we'll probably we'll probably hit you guys after the fourth so like jerry said happy fourth in advance enjoy yourself barbecue uh, not too many fireworks get hammered. Though. get hammered not too many fireworks though because you know i've i've been you know i've been hearing the dogs and the vets far, far too many far too many fireworks but um we'll see you guys in the next one peace